We believe that wealth is a journey and that this is your jumpstart to trading success. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Traders Mind Chat live show. Today, we are going to be talking about when to sell stocks uh, and lock in profits when you are swing trading. Uh, this has been a hot topic lately, especially with the market uh, doing doing a bit of this here. Right, pretty pretty uh, ugly sell off uh, across the board. So we want to talk about when to sell and lock in profit. So that way, that way, the next time, right? Well, like if you're somebody that uh, has been trading and you've struggled to lock in profits, well, guess what? The market's an up infinite stream of opportunity and there will be a next time, right? So you the time to prepare to do better next time is now. If you are somebody that uh, is already doing well, the time to sharpen your sword, make sure that you're getting better is also now. So we're gonna really be talking about three main tactics on how to sell and lock in meaningful gains when you are swing trading. But before we get into that, if you could please hit the like button, share this with somebody, and drop a comment into the chat. Let me know that you're there, that you're alive, that you can hear me. Let me know where you're from. Uh, I would greatly appreciate it. And it helps blast this out to even more people. But the, the three main topics that we're going to be talking about today include, number one, selling portions of a trade at meaningful gains. And we'll discuss what, quote unquote, meaningful gains are. Um, we will also discuss selling when momentum shifts. Uh, and finally, we'll discuss when to raise your stops when uh, you're in a swing trade. So uh, let me know if you have any questions on any of the above so far. Uh, see Caleb in the house. Caleb, welcome. Uh, Caleb is one of our elite members. Uh, so let's swing over here and take a look at some examples. Now, the first thing that we're going to be talking about again uh, is selling portions of a trade at meaningful gains. And the, the example that, that I'd like to use, and we'll use this one throughout, we could use a few others uh, if you have a particular stock or, or say a crypto or a forex or whatever it is that you happen to be trading. If there's one that you'd like to, to talk through, Put it into the chat and we will discuss it. But for uh, for the sake of uh, the examples that, that I'm going to use, I'm going to start with uh, this one here, right? WSC, Will Scott Mobile Mini Holdings. It's a, a trade that, that I had. I'll throw my, my annotations on here in, uh, uh, in a moment. But basically, uh, you can see how this was trading sideways for a meaningful period of time, started to turn up, and now over here, it started to pull back, right? And so uh, depending on your particular style of trading, that might be a buy. It might have been a sell anywhere in this move. One of the things that's most important to try to figure out now what's a sell and what's a buy and, and those kind of things is your intent with the trade. I tell that to the people I coach all the time. What is your intent with this trader? And it 
it should really start at the at the beginning of the trade if this is going to be a swing trade or something that you're going to hold longer term or even if it's going to be somewhere in the middle right like if it's an intermediate term trade that'll help you figure out well uh should i be selling quicker or should i give this a little bit more room if the market is looking gnarly like it is right now right like if you see the the russell doing this and you see the dow doing this maybe it's a time to lighten up or Maybe you're you're holding through that. Uh, so for WSC, this was in my swing trading account. This is a stock that, uh, and my swing trading account, uh, I typically hold anywhere between, I'd say, 10 days to probably closer to about 21 days on average for your average winner. Uh, this is one that I held a, a bit longer. And let me throw my annotations on here so you could see how the trade was uh, was managed. So basically what, what I saw, I saw this long consolidation first here, right? So the, this was a consolidation between April and between uh, September. And there's a couple of other lines on this chart too uh, that I want to point out. Couple of lines, couple of uh, notes. The, this one is, uh, I, I could share that with you later on if you want, but it's not uh, not super important. Uh, but really, it's this line down here, right? That's a relative strength line. And so while WSC was consolidating over here, for the most part, you could see that its relative strength line was declining. And then once it got towards the end of its consolidation, you could see this change over here right so it started to strengthen that's one of the things that got me more interested in this particular idea then when it finally broke out right like i didn't buy that initial breakout but that breakout helped put it on my radar and then what it was when it came up and it started moving over here right let me take off uh these fib extensions here for a moment in that box so that way you could see what it was doing right so it, it broke out it broke out on heavy volume and then it moved sideways a bit more and then after that you know what it did was it tightened up right like it, do you see how the price action here it was a bit wide and loose after the breakout and then it got progressively tighter and tighter and then finally broke out over here that's a lot of what caught my attention when when stocks like to, to tighten up and they're getting it's almost like you you have that wet towel right like i think mark is the person that used it in uh in one of his books mark minervini fantastic guy if you don't follow him definitely check him out um but uh, using this analogy of a wet towel where you wring out the water then you wring it again and you wring it again and that's basically what's happening in this price action where you see the price action tightening up tightening up tightening up and then there's no more selling pressure left and price is able to break out and that's what what i was seeing over here so um to get into the topic of selling portions of a trade at a meaningful gain, what I like to do and why I like to get into trades like this where you keep on getting tighter and tighter and tighter is because the tighter my entry point and my stop loss are, that means the bigger the size that I can buy. So for example, let's say, uh, well, well, let's start with what we have here, right? So I entered at what? 
$32.60 with a stop loss at $30.80. That gave me a range of about uh, 5.5%. Great. So if I were to come over here, let's go to uh, marowolf.com and come over to the free calculator down here. And let's just say I wanted to start out with a uh, hundred grand and I want to risk 1% of capital. And we were entering at, oh, what price did we say? We were entering at uh, 3260, right? So 3260. And we have our stop loss down at 3080, right? I'm able to buy a, uh, a size of about 18 grand in uh, this trade, right? So about 18% uh, of my account is now in this one trade. Now, if my stop loss were significantly lower, like let's say, oh, I think that uh, I wanna give this more room, let's say, oh, I'll, I wanna give it until 25 bucks a share. Risking the same amount, Right. If I want to still risk a grand, then that means that I'm only able to buy four thousand shares, four thousand dollars worth of this, only four percent of my account. Whereas before I had eighteen percent of my account. Big, big difference, and it's going to be a big difference in your portfolio and your profits too. That's why I like to get as tight entry and stop as I can where it makes sense on the chart. So finally, I could get into selling portions of trades at meaningful gains. So meaningful gains is a multiple of the amount that you risk. So at this spot here, right at about uh, 34 and a half, I've made one and a half, uh, I've made one times my risk. Great. So I could take off a little bit there. At $36.20, I've made two times my risk. So I could take a little bit more off there and you could keep going that way. That is what taking off portions of a trade at, at meaningful gains really is. Well, when you've made multiples of the amount that you've risked. Uh, any questions on that? Any questions on that so far? You could also think of meaningful gains by looking at your uh, historical uh, average gain and saying that, oh, well, I tend to, now my average gain is about maybe 10%, maybe it's 20%. Great. If price hits there, then that's where you want to be taking something off to. Um, let's move on. And again, if you guys have questions, drop them into the chat. If you want to come back to something, uh, we could always come back. Next up, selling when momentum shifts. So you guys tell me, when did momentum shift uh, on this trade? Do you see when momentum started to shift? Well, we see what, when it started to accelerate, right? Uh, momentum started to really accelerate over here. Right? I'm going to take some of these annotations off. Momentum really started to accelerate here, right? And this is after earnings. Right, so earnings is back here. It it reports, and then all of a sudden the, the volume comes in later. Right, sometimes that happens too. But that's where it started to really shift to the upside. 
And where did momentum start to shift again? Right? Do you see momentum starting to shift over here? How can you tell? How can you tell that momentum is shifting in this neighborhood here? Why might I say that? Any thoughts? Any thoughts about that? Let me know that you're alive. Type into the chat. Um, by the way, if you're watching this uh, on Twitter, I just found out from StreamYard that they don't have like an interface for uh, Twitter to, to post comments yet. So it's really um, YouTube and it's uh, and it's Facebook where the comments are, are going to be coming in. So hop on over to one of those, drop comments in there, and I'll be able to see it. You might be able to um, drop comments and see it live in ShareVision 2. In fact, well, why don't I type in a test comment over here on ShareVision and see if it pops through uh, on this side. All right, just did that. We'll see if it, if it shows up. But yeah, let, let me know what, what you guys are thinking. Well, first off, over here, right? You have these moving averages, right? Those squiggly lines. Uh, you have this thin gray one right here. That's a 5 EMA. That green one there is a 10 EMA. You have this purple one, 21 EMA. Then that's the 50. Here's the 100. And there's a 200. Now, over here, right, like you can start to see how the five is starting to go from accelerating, right? Like, look at the slope over here, and then it starts to round out. And over here, it's actually starting to come down a bit. Similar trajectory for the 10 EMA and, and now even the 21, right? Like, so uh, this is a trade that I exited completely. Uh, on what day was it? I believe it was uh, this day over here. Yeah, it sold discretionary 20 shares, late, less position after others were hit, wanted to clear the deck. Ah, so I, I had uh, sold back here on that, uh, that up move right there. Right? But even then, so markets starting to change, right? So selling into momentum when you have a meaningful gain too, right? So so some nuances in this. I'm really glad that the, that it started to shape up this way. I wasn't even planning for that. But some of the nuances uh, to selling in momentum shifts too. Um, looking at what your average gain is, what your intent for the trade is, right? So my intent, again, swing trade, average 21 days on average. This is a trade that I was in from uh, October the 14th um, and held through um, most of November, right? So about six weeks, right? My average holding period is about three weeks. This made it to six weeks, so way above average. I don't wanna give all that back and I start to see the character of the market changing, right? So, so this is sold. Uh, yeah, on the 20, uh, on the 23rd or the 24th, I think the last bit of it. So here's what the market looks like on the 23rd, 24th. Uh, yeah, you can see like how the market is shifting subtly, right? It's not, a, not nearly as, uh, rolling over or potentially rolling over, getting worse as it is now. But one of the things that my eye is drawn to right away, I don't know if yours is, is this section right here. 
on the on the Nasdaq. You, that's where you start to have this indicator over here. This is showing the number of stocks making new highs versus the number of stocks making new lows, and that that's negative and it's getting worse, right? So that that's another thing where seeing some of my stocks getting hit, seeing this one as being like one of the lone holdouts. I'm already way up on the position, not wanting to give it back. Uh, and having already locked in significant gains, yeah, you know what? Clear the deck. Great. Um, but even that too, even on this day, like the those two moving averages are starting to get closer and closer. Momentum is shifting. And momentum is shifted even more now. So if I wasn't out of it already, I would definitely be considering selling it here and thinking, do I really think that the 21 EMA is going to hold at this point? Right? Like it's kind of sitting on it, but yet now it's starting to uh, live below or, or trend below its uh, five EMA. Uh, it's been below its 10 EMA now for a, for a couple of days, closing on its lows. Definite character change in the way it's behaving. And not only that, uh, mention this up here too. We haven't mentioned this, uh, that's stochastic. Uh, you can see up here that it started, the, the momentum started to shift, right? So a lot of people look at this at stochastics and it's just like, oh, simply it's overbought, it's oversold. But part of it too is looking at the slope of these as well, right? So is it, when, these slopes are starting to, to move down in this way. It's a sign that momentum is shifting more towards the selling. And so when you've been up high for so long, and you can see like that you could be in this quote unquote overbought territory for a long time, right? Like uh, really for the duration of its move from when I bought it to when I ultimately sold it, it was in way overbought territory, right? But so you, so you can see that you could make a lot of gains and while a stochastic is overbought, but it, it's the shift, the shift in momentum that you're starting to see now over here, where it's starting to confirm, yeah, you know what? Uh, things are changing. Maybe it's time to, to lock some stuff in. Uh, also, you might have seen this down here, this relative strength line, right? So you remember back over here uh, that when it finally broke out, the relative strength line is at fresh highs. And then it's kind of flat, but still close to fresh highs. And then uh, it accelerates. Now it's flat. But when you look at this too, right? Like, so this relative strength line, it has two other trend lines on it, right? One is uh, happens to be red, one happens to be green. What those are showing us is how the, the relative strength line has moved over the past 50 days and how it's moved over the past 10 days. So over the past 10, it started to lose some momentum there too. So when momentum shifts, especially as a swing trader, especially as a momentum-based swing trader, all things that we want to be on the lookout for uh, because, well, where we want to turn our portfolios over quickly, we don't want to give back uh, gains like this. Sure, maybe it tests the 50-day and it, rallies or maybe it starts to rally here or it could still trend sideways for who knows how long and what we want to do is hit and run 
make uh, the larger gains, uh, take them when they're there, and then roll it into something else, or wait on the sidelines until something else sets up. Next. When to raise your stops. Oh, but before I move on from this, uh, let me know if you have any questions. Put them into the chat. All right, next up. When to raise your stops. So on this trade, and like so each time when price starts to move sideways, that's where you want to be moving in gains. It's pretty simple, pretty straightforward. So one of the big tactics that, that I like to use is support and resistance. It's very simple, clear cut. So when you see price moving sideways for a meaningful period of time, that's where your stop is. So back here, the stop would have been right down here. When price was in this area, the stop was right down there. Then when price moved up again, moving sideways, then that's when you could move your stop to break even. Price moves up here, and then your stop could really be below this. Right? Where I drew that dotted yellow line. You're looking for significant areas to place your stop uh, where price would be making a lower low if it took it. it you're not, you're, you're trying to protect your gains, but at the same time, uh, the purpose of, of a stop, it shouldn't be to choke off a trade. Uh, like I see that, uh, quite often too, uh, by a lot of people, they'll raise the stop a little too quickly, sometimes a little too aggressively. Sometimes uh, I'm guilty of doing this myself too, right? Like, um, all of us are works in progress. All of us can make improvements, uh, to our trading, but the, the general idea that you want to go for is to to look at the trade and say where would this start to shift the trend uh if it if it broke this and have your stop be uh, a little bit below that area for for this uh this is the a spot that makes sense on this daily time frame right right there but and this is a very important but um look at where your stop is going to line up on some of the other time frames too so what i would do then is see where this uh, where that line falls on a weekly chart so pop over here to weekly it happens to be this week's low so that's one thing that tells me oh that that might be a decent spot for the stop at the same time, look what price has already done. Right? This week here, zoom in a little bit more. This week versus last week, what did it do? Type into the chat. Tell me what it did. Give you a, a second or two to reply. What did price do there? It meant so far for the week, right? The week's not over. But so far, it's made both 
a lower high and a lower low. So versus last week's low, it's already undercut that level. So let's draw a line at last week's low and see where that ends up on the daily time frame. Now over here, that's right here, right? So that November 6th, so right over here. So it just undercut as it's testing the 21 EMA. Now, this is where moving averages and support and resistance could get a little finicky too, right? Like you, you really want to use both in conjunction with one another. And the reason why is because let's say you set your stop at uh, just below last week's low. Last week's low was 38.29. Uh, you might have set your stop there, and then this comes down, kisses the 21 EMA, and then bounces, right? Uh, so it, it, that's where it's a little bit of an art and a science to say, oh yeah, you know what? Yeah, no, look at that, it just turned positive uh, on the day too. Who knows where, where this thing closes, but it, it's using a little bit of both. And uh, additionally, too, it's moving incrementally. So not selling everything at a at a certain stop, but to and sometimes it sometimes it makes sense to sell everything at a certain stop, right? Like if when you start off the trade, uh, typically my full stop will be at that stop loss. Uh, as a trade progresses, what will often happen is I'll split my stop. Sometimes I split them in half. Sometimes I split them into thirds. Um, depending on where support and resistance end up being. So that way, and to prevent something uh, like this, right? Like, so let's say um, I'm back here, right? So take that off and let's use this one. So let's say I'm in this trade, we're back here and I aggressively raise my stop and then Oh, like I, I'm, it's been following the five EMA. Let me raise my whole stop to that. And then you get a day like this where it stops you out, reverses, closes higher and closes at the high of the day. Like that, that's exceptionally bullish, right? If you were stopped out and you saw that action, you're probably kicking yourself. So it's one of those things where you want to have multiple ways to exit a trade. And Again, just to review, the first way that I like to exit a trade is what? It is to sell at profit targets. Those are multiples, the multiples of what we initially risked on the trade. So doing that. Then next it is going to be when momentum shifts. How do we know when momentum shifts? It, it shifts both in the price action, it uh, shifts in the moving averages. You could see it uh, in the statistics sometimes. You could see it in the, the relative strength too. All of these are clues. Uh, all these are uh, in the price action. Right? Like uh, you're closing near the high of its range, and then all of a sudden you start closing near the lows of the range. You start having a few down days uh, in a row. You're not making a whole lot of progress. These are all things that, to be aware of, especially when you're swing trading. Um, and then finally, uh, keeping your, your stops uh, below support. Right, and trying to define well where support and what is support in a in a trade that I'm interested in, and well, what's my typical gain? 
right? Uh, if you're up 20%, 30%, 40% on a trade, and on average, you, you make, I don't know, say 10%, right? Then are you really going to keep your stop way down here? Right? Like, so, so if, how much did this make? This made, this made 23%, right? From where I entered to its ultimate peak up here, right? So let's say my average gain is 10%, right? So about here. Does it really make sense for me to keep my entire stop down at the 50-day when I've already made more than twice what I typically make on average? No, right? Like you want to lock more in and lock in those bigger winners because it's these kinds of bigger winners that will allow you to have a couple of losers right? We all have losing trades, right? This is the type of trade that will allow you to have a couple of losers in a row and for it to not hurt you, right? Like, yeah, having a couple of losing trades in a row might suck, but it's trades like these when you manage them well that end up paying for all those losers. So that's why it's so important to manage those trades well. Guys, let me know if you have any questions about anything that we've discussed so far. Uh, if there's any uh, individual stocks that you want to discuss, any crypto, if you're into Forex, we could, we could look at that. I'm not a Forex trader, but we could still look at the charts. Uh, uh, whether it trades, whether whether it's stocks, Forex, baseball cards, whatever it is, if it trades, it's all operating under the principles of supply and demand. So we could take charts uh, and apply it. But yeah, let me know what types of questions you guys have. And while you're at it, if you haven't done so already, make sure to like and subscribe to the channel. And uh, yeah, let's see what kinds of questions do you guys have so far? So far, you guys have been pretty quiet uh, in the comments. Well, we had uh, Caleb waving hello earlier. Uh, welcome, Caleb. Um, Glad to see you here. But uh, yeah, aside from that, you guys are pretty quiet today. And I see that there's a bunch of people in here watching. So let me know what uh, what kind of questions you guys have. You can hang out for a few more minutes here. Who's going to break the ice? And it looks like that that test that I did earlier from ShareVision uh, did not work. So the so the comments from ShareVision to uh, StreamYard not quite working so well. But that's uh, that's all right. Most of you guys are watching on YouTube. Um, yeah, let me know what questions do you have. What other ideas can we look at? Uh, another one of our members, Anthony, was asking about Apple and uh, would I look to sell Apple here? Now, you see a bunch of markups on Apple, right? Let's, uh, let's reset this chart. So Apple is a trade that I started way back here. I started Apple way back there, and I started it with the intent of it being a long-term trade, meaning that I want to try to hold this bad boy for a year or longer. 
uh, and we'll, and we'll see how it plays out. There's certain things where if Apple uh, has goes too far too fast, and I don't want to sacrifice uh, a huge gain for a long-term capital move, yeah, I might sell it before a year is up. Uh, started this in April, so I have uh, about five months left to go. We'll see uh, how it works out. But something that I noticed about Apple, right, is on the monthly chart. Uh, so I'll show you the monthly chart in a moment. But while I'm still here, uh, for a long, if you're looking to trade long term, uh, yeah, but sometimes you would want to look at the daily. But if you're too focused on a lower time frame, uh, and this is true for swing trading as well, if you're focused on a lower time frame than what you are uh, executing on, then uh, it makes getting shaken out uh, more likely, right? Like holding through this and saying, oh man, like uh, Apple's just been down for, what, between September 7th to October 7th, right? So it's just been declining steadily for a month. It, it makes sitting through something like that extremely hard. But if you are not so worried about that and you're operating more on a monthly time frame. This is what Apple has done, right? So when did I get in? I, I got in back here, right? And it's marched up. It's held this red line here, right? That uh, That's a 12-month moving average. And you could even come back over here, right? So that 12-month moving average, it's been it was violated back here, but it hasn't been closed below since May 2019. So I feel like that is a significant line uh, in the sand uh, for Apple. And it, you might have looked at this and say, yeah, it, like it closed below it there, and then it started to rally. It closed below it over here. And then, what, um, one, two, three, four months, it was back. But part of what uh, selling on a close below the 12 month uh, moving average gets you is on a move like this, right? So it it, it sold off, rallied, closed uh, in the up portion of its range. If you sell below the 12 month, you're also avoiding a major consolidation. So this was 2015. It took Apple uh, about two years, right? So uh, August, 2015, to get back to where it was February 2017, so about a year and a half to get back to that. So that's kind of the game that I'm playing right now with Apple is to hold so long as it's closing above this 12-month moving average. And let's see uh, where that gets me now. It, let's, say, let's say I'm back here and I bought Apple out of this, right? And I'm over here. I may not, and I see that Apple's starting to really accelerate above that 12-month moving average, right? So over here, it, let's see, it, it's how far above it is it? It's about 20% above it over there. At this point, yeah, about 20% above. But at that point, too, if I had bought it back here, I'd have maybe about an 80% gain. I wouldn't want to give up an 80% gain in Apple uh, and allow it to, to do that. If I, from that point, 
I am, so August 2018 to October 2019, yeah, sitting for another year for it to reclaim that, that level. Wouldn't really want to do that. So yeah, we'll, we'll see if I, uh, I might get close to the, to the one year mark. Uh, if Apple continues to move up steadily, <laughs> like it, like it has, um, even if it does this, right? Well, like, like that's a gnarly move, but even that uh, quick recovery, and then even this uh, moving sideways and going nowhere. Um, better to go nowhere than for it to go against you when you are uh, holding for a long period. It's kind of what, what I'm thinking uh, with Apple here to use that 12-month moving average. All right. A little bit extra on Apple. Uh, doesn't look like you guys have any additional questions, so I'll wrap things up here. I want to thank you guys so much for joining me today. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow we have Julian Komar coming on the show. Really looking forward to talking with him. Been following, We've been following each other on Twitter for years uh, at this point he has a lot of great insights we're going to be talking about how to trade with a nine to five so i'll see you there take care much love peace out